Welcome to ContenderCast, a leadership conversation centered on shining a light on bright ideas. And now here's your host, Justin Hahnemann. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for downloading. This is Justin Hahnemann on the ContenderCast. And our mission is simple, to shine a light on bright ideas. And today we're talking about one of my uh, favorite topics for lots of reasons. There's going to be some funny business today. There's going to be some serious parts of today, as I guess as serious as meetings could be. And my guest is Lee Espy. Lee, it is so awesome having you on the podcast. Thank you, Justin. It's great to be here. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> Lee is awesome. She is the author of a book, that, I, and I know you guys are going to all love this, Bad Meetings happen to good people how to run meetings that are effective focused and produce results i love the title and and when um i first met lee and i heard about her book i couldn't wait to dive in and check it out and and um and that's what we're going to do today we're going to talk a lot about the book and um some of lee's lessons but let me just tell you a little bit about lee before we jump in so um like many of you that are listening, Lee has a day job and this is like her side project. This is one of her creative passions, her side hustle, whatever you want to call it. And she works for a Fortune 50 company out of Memphis that will go unnamed. And <laughs> her her background is heavily focused on project management, um, PMP, that, that space, uh, PMO, et cetera. And so Lee, it's awesome having you on, but let's do this. So you're a process person. You work for a big company. How did you decide to write this book? The book was a little bit of an accident. I don't know that a book can be an accident. But um, <laughs> I, I, first off, let me say that when I started writing the book and decided to write the book, I did not know how much work it would be. So oh, it's good that I didn't know that or I don't know that I would have tackled it. But I, I write a blog about project management and leadership sure. and job performance. And I'm very passionate about it. I love it. I've been doing it for several years and I have losses for people who are, are new project managers or um, moving into uh, project management and want to develop leadership skills, et cetera. And someone pointed out to me that I have some good downloads and I should make an ebook. Like, oh, very good. This quick ebook that, that, that people can get quickly. And so I started writing this ebook about meetings and it just kept growing and growing and growing. And at 10,000 words, I decided, you know what? This is a book. I'm just going to keep going. <laughs> nice. Keep rolling with it. <laughs> nice. And there was so much that was important to me to include because there's so many aspects to running great meetings. And I just kept rolling with it. And it became my book, this, this book. That's awesome. Well, I know a lot of people yeah. that, yeah, a lot of people that listen and you've, you know, I've, I've written a couple of books and I, when I go talk on the book, I always get the people afterwards who come up and say, oh my God, I've got this idea for a book. You know, I've always thought about writing a book. Um, and I give them, you know, my feedback on how to get started. But, you know, what would you say to folks that have thought about uh, writing a book and, and, and um, are curious about the process? It's so different today than it was many years ago. You just, do it. You can do it. And there's so many people that can guide you through the process. There's lots of information online about how to do it. And um, I reached out to a friend of mine who, a couple of friends of mine who were published authors. Sure. And they helped guide me through and give me, give me feedback on it. And I think most of us today know people who have written and published a book. So reach out to those people and ask for guidance. And research online and Amazon will give you instructions on on how to get your your information out there um, as far as the content if 
you already have an idea of what you want to write, then then put some structure around it. I was having lunch with a friend of mine recently, and she has a blog that she's written for years and years, and she's got all this wonderful content and ideas. And I said, well, what would your book be about? And she said this. And I said, okay, write your table of contents right now. Exactly. And she sat there at lunch with me, and she wrote out her table of contents. And I was like, there's your structure. There's your book content. Yep. That's <laughs> so, so true. It's so yeah, true. I that, mean, I, I do the same thing. When I have ideas, I open a Word document. I open, open Evernote. I put the ideas down. I, I don't worry about grouping them till later. But I mean, for people that are out there that have written a blog and have tons of content, you've got enough to maybe put together a, a book, right? And it's just a matter of putting the template around it. That's great. All right. So, um, so Lee, talk about bad meetings. So how did you decide this is going to be your topic? Because there are so <laughs> many bad meetings. I know. We all we, sit in them all the time. We spend so much time in bad meetings. Yes. And we, we all know it when we're in a bad meeting and we just think, when is this going to end? And <laughs> I've got all these other things I need to do and I'm trapped. In this right. Meeting. That's right. So um, let's talk about your book uh, in terms of your approach and whatnot. Okay, for, so it's broken into parts, which I think is great. And um, and you're a process thinker and very structured, and and I love how you put content together here. So part one is really kind of the before, during, and after meeting. Why don't you talk to us about that? This is the how to step by step how to run your meetings. It's your checklist and your guide or what to do at each step. And your meeting does not start right when the hour of the meeting says it's time to start. Your meeting, really, your role in the meeting as the facilitator leader starts well before that, when you even decide that you're going to have a meeting. Sure. So that's why it was important for me to have all of those components, because it's not just when you shut the door at the, you know, in the conference room right. and the meeting starts. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> There's a lot that you need to consider even before that. So that's that's why this part um, was important to me to, to yeah. get in there first. So I think that's a, a great place to start. So uh, a lot of times I feel like the failure begins in even the initial meeting invite, right? So talk about some of the keys to preparation and, and the before meeting pieces. Okay. Um, there are some people who want to put an end to all meetings. And <laughs> I know. I don't think that's valid. There, the meetings can be very valuable to move a project forward or an initiative forward. Sure. And so if you are indeed going to have a meeting and it's a valid meeting, identify the reason why you're having a meeting. Ooh, what is it that you why? want to get? Ooh, a purpose. Start with the why. That's a good, good why thing to Why are you having with. this meeting? What is the intention? What do you want to walk out of there having achieved? And that is going to direct... So many things about your meeting, like no who question. you invite, your agenda, you create your agenda from there, and you share that purpose with everyone attending the meeting, even in your invitation, so they know why they're coming, what is expected of them. and. No question. I mean, like if I went and opened, I think every meeting invite on the upcoming week and my calendar, or if anybody listening did that, I would just challenge you go see if there's a purpose on there. Or if you know what every meeting is for or what you plan or plans are to come out of it. I promise you there probably won't be one, right, Lee? Yeah, often. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So um, that, that's, I think those are, that's a good thing to start with for sure. Um, what about during? Like, pick one or two things you think are just absolute keys to, to running effective meetings. During your meeting, you want to stay on topic. You've created your agenda <laughs> prior to the meeting. 
stay on topic. Yep. And that's, that's one reason why an agenda is so important because during your meeting, if you start to wander off or if someone hijacks your meeting, um, you can always come back to the agenda. Sure. That's for sure. Okay. So, um, since I have read Lee's book, I, I get where you're going and what to expect. So, <laughs> right. I, since yeah. I've read your book, I get to jump around and like pull pieces in here. So, um, one thing that was a pet peeve of mine are, uh, are a couple different types of meeting attenders. And so in one part of Lee's book, she talks about some problems you might encounter during a meeting. So Lee, we have the late arrivers. What do we do with the late arrivers? Uh-huh. You let them in, but you don't start over for them. We don't, we have to recap don't the whole meeting start. and start at the beginning. <laughs> nope, you don't. Unless that is a major pet peeve of mine. Or the CIO. Sure. You know, and oh, somebody that's a good says, one. Yep. Like, you know, but there may be an exception. But generally, people will come to know and understand that you start on time. I agree. And it's as totally you know, you, you as a great meeting facilitator, you start on time. And if they get there late, they're going to miss something and you're not starting over. Totally. And I, um, I like to start right on time because of that very reason. All right. Here's another one. How about the hijackers? This is such a common <laughs> meeting attendee. You've all met this person. You've I know. I'm thinking of a couple in, in my head. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And the meeting hijacker wants to be heard. They don't feel like they're being heard or they don't trust that they're going to be heard. And they've got, they're excited about something and they want to put it out there. Um, let the hijacker know that they are being heard. You can even paraphrase what they're saying, but oh, nice. bring things back to the agenda. Bring it back to point. Um, you're there for the purpose of what you've got sure. written down on your yeah, agenda. And you could remind, if so, you have so, that as your baseline, you can remind people of that, right? And bring them back to it. Exactly. Exactly. But, that, but do, do, you know, it's going to help you manage the hijacker if you let that person know that they have been heard. So just do a brief recap. I hear you say this, or I hear you're concerned about this, and that's a valid point. And you can even use um, the parking lot, I don't know, uh, People are familiar with that term. Yeah, it's a sure. common term, and it's Absolutely. just a list where you capture points that people bring up that are not on point for the agenda. That's and that great. does multiple things. It, it lets them know they've been heard. It brings you back on point. And if it is something that truly does need to be discussed and addressed, then you've got that and you can follow up on it. Totally. Elsewhere. Okay. It's always yeah. good to have a parking lot in a meeting, even if it's kind of virtual or written down. All right. Yeah. Here's another one, Lee. How about the multitaskers? And I will raise my hand. I'm guilty of this one like many times in meetings. Or like if we're on Skype, you know, for a meeting, I mean, who isn't doing email at the same time? Um, the multitaskers <laughs> are a tricky one. Oftentimes, if you have a group that you know, that you meet with regularly, or these are, these are coworkers that, that you know well, you can lay out ground rules. Right. Ahead of time. Mm, okay. And say, everybody, let's, let's like lay out our ground rules for the meeting and be respectful of one another and stay present. Sure. Be, um, and not multitask or do something else because there is no multitasking, right? It's attention switching and task switching. Oh, interesting way and, to think about it. Okay. Yeah. All right. So here's, here's a sneaky one that, that I've done. It's not sneaky anymore once I put it out there in the world, but, um, if you are in a room where you can move around, sure. If someone's working on their laptop, you might move close to them, sure. When you're talking, oh, that's a good idea. Or call their name, ask yeah. for input from that person if they're they're on their laptop and they're not really paying attention, and you're asking for feedback and input from participants. Call their name and let them know that 
you want them to be pulled back into the meeting. I love that. That's I a found good one. both of those to be very effective. Hmm, that's some, that's good. Well, um, let's see, I'm reading a couple others here. You've got people that go off topic. You've got circular conversations. You've got the sidebar conversations, which I think we all see there's how to handle negativity or disruptive behavior. Uh, the, here's an interesting one. How about the passive aggressive behavior? Passive aggressive behavior is not one that I see a lot, but it could be that um, they are hostile in a passive way. Like um, it could come off as being, well, that's never going to work. Or, well, if you say so, whatever you say. Um, and again, it's about building trust and letting them know that you hear them and you respect their input and opinion, but don't let them hijack the meeting too much. Sure. You know, or um, if they're, if they're a, a naysayer and their constant response is, that's never going to work. <laughs> yeah, I've <laughs> right. had that before. Negative, that's never yeah. going to work. Yeah. Um, then what I've found to work beautifully is to be direct and say, well, Jan, I hear you say that's never going to work and that you've tried this before. What would you propose? What do you do? You have any ideas about what might work better in your experience? What do you think we should try instead, or do you have any other ideas? And put it back on them. And I've actually seen those people come back with some really great ideas, and because these idea ideas were theirs, they had a lot of buy-in and agreement with sure. them. Sure, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, that's a good one. All right. Um, Let's see. I'm going to read a couple more here. Background noises. I don't, I'm just going to tell a funny story on this one. This week we were on a Skype call and someone was not on mute and they were making like stir fry. Like you could hear them scraping the pan. <laughs> that was like, <laughs> we all were pinging each other, wondering who that was. And we did figure it out. Um, I mean, literally you could hear the pan going, you know, like, you know, like scratch, scratch, scratch. Um, oh, this is one of my pet peeves. Last minute declines or no response. What's your thought on that one, Lee? <laughs> I have had experiences with that as well. And um, there have been times when I've needed to get, if, if it's with upper level executives and we need everyone to be there and we haven't heard, then I'll get the executive's um, administrative assistant to, to send out a, a request saying, um, you know, maybe the day before, you know, just a reminder about this meeting and we need to know account on who else is going to attend. And that's very helpful um, because if we're not going to have the participation that we need for a decision, then we will postpone the meeting. We will reschedule it because if we're bringing executives in um, for a meeting and we don't have enough to really make it valid, there's no reason to bring those people into our room. No, totally agree. Totally yeah. agree. Yeah. Another cool thing about Lee's book is she offers a whole list of icebreakers. And I, I love this because inevitably any meeting you could use an icebreaker, even for the first like five or 10 minutes for a team, just to do a little get to know you or actually just to get people's attention, you know, to get them off of what they were doing before. I love that Lee that you provide this and some other tools and templates. I mean, this book is great for teams. Um, and for those of you that are like trying to develop better skills around meetings or your uh, project managers or working on your PMP certification and you're, you know, really focused on being structured in your approach, this is a great resource. Thank so, you. Yeah, it is. It's awesome. So what about and the, you know, yeah, go ahead, Lee. I was going to say, um, it's, it's even a great way. If you're facilitating meetings, it's a great way to develop your leadership skills. If you are given the opportunity to facilitate a meeting, um, 
do it the best you can because people will notice if you don't run the meeting well. They will also notice if you do run it well and they'll see the leadership potential in you. It's a great way to let you um, shine in your leadership. Totally agree. So if you don't have a formal leadership position or title, you can still demonstrate great leadership potential. Absolutely. You know, I saw this um, during my time at Coca-Cola when you'd have someone that might be a business analyst or a consultant, senior consultant, whatever, um, not in a quote unquote leadership role. In other words, they weren't managing a team or they weren't a director or VP or whatnot. But I mean, they were, they'd were come through and shine in opportunities like this in leading means and leading working sessions and doing the follow-up and like, you know, closing the loop and ensuring we get stuff done. I mean, that's where I saw a lot of high performers excel and move forward in their career by just taking a hold of something like this and, and really yes. owning it. Yes, absolutely. That's awesome. So, so Lee, what's next for your book and your content? The book is for sale on Amazon now. So it is up and published. Awesome. And I have promised my daughter that I would not write another book this year. (laughs) (laughs) It takes some time, right? Yeah. Yeah. She was so supportive and the family was wonderful. And she's like, please, please don't write a book this year. This was very time consuming. Um, but But I still write. So I write on my blog, which is at projectbliss.net. I still write about leadership and project management and performance. I guest post and write on other platforms as well. And I coach. Oh, that's That's awesome. Another thing that that I do, I coach new project managers and um, those who want to improve their performance professionally. And I do consulting too. I have a soft spot in my heart for entrepreneurs. So I've worked with several entrepreneurs on project management and giving them guidance on, on how to proceed in next steps as well. So, that is really, I, really cool. I love those things too. <laughs> so bad meetings happen to good people and bad meetings happen for all of us, right? And you guys can check out Lee's content, her resources, get in touch with her at leesb.com. And Lee, it has been awesome having you on the podcast. Thank you. Yeah, it's been Thank great. you, Justin. It's been great. All Thank right. you so much. <laughs> Thanks. For more information on today's topic or to access additional leadership content, tools and resources, check out contenderbrands.com. Also, you can download other ContenderCast episodes directly via the Apple iTunes App Store and Google Play Store. And remember, every winner started as a contender. Contender.